Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. He talks about the parable of the sower saying this. See, he gave the word, he preached it, but you're the soil or you're the ground. If the ground doesn't receive the seed, it's not the seed's fault. It's the ground's problem. The ground's problem is this. We're the ground. That's your heart. We're not paying attention. And if you're not paying attention, what God said will go right by you. And therefore, we miss the harvest because we didn't take that seed and put it in us because we get distracted. And let me tell you something about the devil. He works overtime to keep you distracted, keep you messed up. Rob, your focus. I told him in the morning, I said, you know, you come in here, this atmosphere is supercharged for availability of faith. Yeah. The Bible said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But here's the key. If faith comes and you don't hear, it ain't going to do no good for you, man. That's right. That means you got to hear again. Yeah, right. If faith comes by hearing, which it does, I'm going to show you in the Bible in a minute. When faith comes, faith can change your world. Yeah. But if faith isn't received, faith goes. So you got to be paying attention so I can grab it because, man, it could change my life. It's the only thing that can change your life. So Jesus gets real clear. He said to them, be careful what you're hearing. Now watch this. For the measure and thought and study you give it to the truth will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides this will give to you who hear. So he said this. He said, in the King James, he says, it's kind of goofy in the King James. It says, Take heed what you hear for the measure and value you put on it is the measure and value it's coming back. You know what I'm saying? For some people just like, oh, you just, that's just a book. You know, the Bible's just a book. No, that ain't a book. That's the living epistle of God to you. That's your inheritance. See what I'm saying? So when you just hear it and let it go in one ear and out the other, that ain't doing nothing for you. The value of it is based on the hearer, not, you understand this? Jesus, yes. Jesus knows it's already valuable. Yeah. Amen. But the value is based on the hearer. Right. It's, it's priceless. Thank you, Lord. But the hearer thinks it's worth nothing, and guess what he does? He don't care. Right. You squander it. You don't throw diamonds just anywhere. Come on, everything that's precious to you, valuable, what? You know exactly where it is right now. Yes. Why? Because it's costly. The word of God is the most precious thing on the face of the earth. But we sit in an atmosphere. We just let it come in and come out. And it's the key. It's the key to changing your life. Lasting change, everlasting change is found in the word of God. So now look what he says. Because this is good stuff now. I'm not going to keep you all day. We're going to work the word. You see what he says right here? Look what he said there. He said, for him who hears, what? For he, for to him who has will more be given. And from him who has nothing even what he has will be taken away. He's saying, look, man, I ain't going to, look, God isn't going to give you more if you ain't paying attention to what you got. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure you use it or you're going to lose it. So if you hear it, you got to be a doer of what you're hearing and getting better at doing it. Now, we're not perfect, but guess what we are? We're what? We're hearing and we're applying the truth we hear to our life. You get it? Because look what it says in the Passion now. I'm going to read you a couple different translations so you can pull this in because it's very, very important. Look at Mark. I think we started 23 with the passion because it reads a little clearer. And I want you to see this. He's real adamant. This is Jesus talking. He's real adamant about paying attention when you hear. Real adamant about it. Look what he says. And if you understand what I'm saying, you need to respond. 
Now look at the response he wants from you. Then he said to them what? Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear. Whoa. Whoa. Be diligent to understand what? The meaning behind everything you hear. For as you do, more understanding will be given to you. And according to the depth of what? Your longing to understand. See what he said? He said, how much you want to know what I'm talking about? If you're in there like, I don't, I don't even know why I go to church. That thing's going to fly right over your head. I come here because my mama made me come. I don't even want to come. I came here and my wife dragged me here. I don't even like you, Pastor Chris, but she likes coming here, so I, I just come with her. And I got to come here and I don't like, I don't like nothing about it, but I, I want to watch football, man, so I got to come to church. You should have sit home and watch cartoons, man, but you can't, you can't just sit in here and let it go by and not grab it because everybody's looking at you. Well, Jesus, what? Look, man, if it ain't working, it's the soil that ain't the seed. So how good are you putting in value-wise a hearing? Come on now. See, this is where the grow-up comes in because, oh, I guess it's how I'm hearing it. You better believe it because he already preached it, and now you've got to apply it. Look what he says, and then we're going to move on because i got to show you how to do it today. What? Your ability or longing to understand, much more will be added unto you. You want to see the next verse? For those of you who listen with open hearts will receive more. Look at 25. For those of you who listen with an open heart, you receive more revelation. But those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what the little bit they think they have. He's saying, man, are you really light on? You ready to receive? You ready for change? You got to come in here transparent and be like, God, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to grow. Now, we ain't perfect. This ain't perfect people place. We're all jacked up. You understand that? I'm as jacked up as they come. You understand? We ain't willfully out there sinning, acting nuts, but we're all growing. Are you here, man? Some of you are too holy. You know, like, oh, I'm perfect. You ain't perfect. You know what I'm saying? We messed up. We're growing in grace. We're growing in God. We're getting better. I ain't what I want to be, but I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. Glory to God. Come on. Amen. I used to have this one guy. I used to have this one guy. He used to drink too many beers, right? And he'd be like, Pastor, I'm drinking 21 beers a weekend. I said, praise God, you're breaking records, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Paul, he came to me, this guy. He's like, I'm drinking 21 beers on a weekend. I said, well, okay. That's, I don't know if you're testifying. or is that like, <laughs> I was like, is that like a goal? He's like, yeah. He's like, then he came back. He's like, I'm drinking, like, I'm, I'm drinking 14 beers. I'm drinking 14 beers. Then I had the guy smoking pot. He was really funny. He's like, he came to me. He's like, I'm smoking pot, but I'm not smoking as pot, much pot as I was. I was like, great, bro. Keep up the good work, right? <laughs> then he come back. The beer guy's like, I don't drink beers no more. I was like, praise God, man. That's awesome. The pot guy's like, I don't smoke pot no more. I'm like, praise the Lord. Hey, look, man, I'm not knocking nobody, but guess what? People are growing and trying to grow and trying to go to another level. Don't knock a man. Hey, guess what? If they're doing better than yesterday, they're getting a little closer to tomorrow. Come on, man. Cheer them on. Cheer them on, man. You know what I'm saying? I thought like they shock me sometimes, people. You know, like, hey, I'm smoking a little bit of dope. I'm like, all right, it's getting better. Some of you were smoking dope last night. Stop lying in church, man. God knows. Come on. Cut it out, man. I just want to be the guy cheering everybody on, you know? Yeah, like, I, like hey, I'm living, it, I'm living it the way I live it. But guess what, man? Don't you want somebody to come alongside you? Like, man, that's great, bro. Come on, you're doing better. You're growing. It's you're trying to change. You're trying to grow. You're trying to live it at another level. Cut it out, man. 
Don't be, don't be a religious jerk around people. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. People know what they're not supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? I was in a meeting one time, and they're like, they were waiting for me to do the spiritual stuff, like condemn them all. I said, yeah, they really were, man. I had a room full of athletes, and they're like, here it comes. You know, sooner or later, this joker's going to throw one of those weird things on us. I said, you want to know what, guys? I know you've been waiting for me to say this. So let me just get this over with. You know what you need to stop doing? And they, here it comes. I said, that. I had them, bro, I had them. Because they were all looking at me like, huh? I said, you know what you need to stop doing in your life? That. And then they started looking at one like, how do you do that? Because God already knows on the inside what you need to stop. And he'll just want to say, you know what you need to stop doing in your life? That. See, she just said, she, just, she said it out loud. I'm not going to tell, but she said it out loud. And it's okay. How did he do that? How did he do that? Because he's God. He, you know what I'm here to do? Cheer you on. I'm going to be alongside you. Come on, run, baby, run. Let's go. We're getting better at it. Come on, you see what I'm saying? You already know what you got to fix, what you got to adjust. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to just be, your, I'm going to coach you. Say, come on, we can do this thing. Let's go. Come on, man, don't get condemned. Just grow, run. Let's go, why? Because look what he said here. He said, pay attention to what you hear because he's talking internally. That's that outer ear, inner ear business. You ever hear you on a tape? You ever hear you, like, now I hear me, yes. and then I hear me from something else? Yeah. Oh, my God, I sound like a different person. Yeah. Outer ear, inner ear. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Right? What do you say? You ever hear yourself on tape? You're like, man, what's that? What was that? Well, outer ear, inner ear. That's why you got to be speaking the word of God to yourself. Because yes. when you speak it, what? From your inner ear to your outer ear, and your outer ear to your inner ear, it gets in your heart. That's why the word of God's got to come in. That's why confession is so important. You got to be speaking the word of God. Not just hearing it from me. You got to read it and speak it to yourself. Read it out loud. Get it in your spirit. You got to get it in your spirit. Look right here. Come on. You doing all right? Look what he said in the passion. You okay with this? You know, you got to ask yourself, how much do you really want to know, man? If you understand what I'm saying, you need to respond. Be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything. Hmm. And understand what we give it. According to the depth of longing and understanding. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation. But those who what? Shut it down. The little they got's lost. You read it? We just read it. So here's the big thing. What do we got to know? Put this down. Write this down. Hearing is where faith is birthed. Hearing is where faith is birthed. Look at Romans 10, 17. You know this scripture. Hearing, hearing is where faith is birthed. You understand that? That's why I got to make sure you're paying attention when you hear because faith gets birth in the ear. And the Bible says when faith is preached, it goes in your ear into your heart. Did you get that? So it's in your heart once you hear it. So you got to make sure you guard it and protect it. Faith then is birth in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance from the anointed one. So every time you hear the word of God, what shows up? Faith. What's the problem when faith shows up? If you're not paying attention, what will happen? You'll lose it. Look what he says right here in Proverbs 4.20. You better start paying a close attention to God's word. You got to do it, man. You got to up the level of value. Like when the word of God's being preached, you need to be like this. Hey, pay attention. This is important. See what I'm saying? See the attitude of it? Have you ever been in the presence of powerful people? Yes. Not being serious. Like at a level where like people got, when they walk in the room, yes. they're packing something. Yep. 
you don't, you don't take those words like they're nothing. You know what I mean? I got military guys. You know, one guy, the one guy was an admiral in the, in the Navy. And I was like, oh, man, that must have been cool. He's like, I was in meetings when people walked in the room that were like, you know, you, 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 they demand your respect. You know what I mean? You know, you ever been in a room with people that have, they're very powerful people, right? What do you do? You, you pay attention. Everybody's quiet and you pay attention. Whether you like it or not, why? Because it's very important what they're getting ready to say. Right? When the word of God's being preached, you better be like, hey, everybody hush. We're about ready to hear the word of God. See, when you start valuing it like that, it just don't go in one ear and out the other. How about this? If God walked in the room right now and started talking, what would you do? If Jesus walked in the room right now and started talking, she, she said, I'd shut my mouth, right? Well, guess what? Every time you read that book, he's talking. He might not be a physical entity that you sit there and go, hey, but wait a minute. When I'm reading that Bible, you're having your scripture time, but this is God speaking to me. We get too familiar with the word of God and we don't value it as high as we need to. And I'm not saying like you got to lose it. You're, you're qualified for it. But when you get in there, get in there with some, hey, wide open respect for it to go. This is God speaking to me. And if God said I can have it or God said I can do it, if God said I can do it, if God said I can be it, if God said it can happen for me, well, then praise be to God. I'm going to believe it. Amen. Amen. How about you? You're going to believe it? Amen. That's what you got to do. And when you value it a little bit higher, you what? You respond to it differently. Okay, look what he says in Proverbs 4.20. Listen carefully, my dear children, to everything I teach you and pay attention to all I have to say. So he's telling you, Solomon's smart. He's saying, listen careful to everything I teach you. Pay attention to everything I have to say. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. See that? Let that word get in there. Be a walking word, a talking word. You know what I'm saying? Be, I'm going to show you in the end how you know you're doing this, right? Let it penetrate your spirit. Look at the next verse. Yeah. Then as you unwrap my words, woo, come on, somebody. What's going to happen? They will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Oh, my God. Look at 23. So above all, Guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being. For what? From there flows the wellspring of life. That's why you got to guard your heart. Everybody say, guard your heart. That's why people get offended. Now, listen, listen. Let me tell you something. Everybody in this room is going to get hurt. Everybody in this room is going to get offended. Everybody in this room is going to go through some stuff. And everybody in this room is going to go through some pain in life, Okay. Let, time out. Let me show you why. Now, listen. It happens to try to hurt you in the place you most need to be protecting is your heart because God knows that's where the word of God gets penetrated. You cannot get there, man. That's why you got to let offense go. You got to let pain go. You got to let hurt go. Now, let me explain. There's a lot of goofy people on the earth, and they're whacked. Okay? Some people do it on assignment. You understand? Some people don't even know they're doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, some people try to, look, let me tell you, man. Some people don't even know. People are absent-minded. Please listen to me. A lot of times people do not willfully try to become weird. A lot of people just are are goofballs. They don't pay attention. They don't understand protocol. So you know what I mean? So they could do something that hurts you and not even know they're hurting you. Does that make sense? They're not thoughtful. Unthoughtful people are sometimes do things that are just weird. Okay? Then there's people that do it by design. That's evil. They're trying to inflict pain. Here's the thing, though. I can't take hurt because it's going to affect my heart. 
You can't take offend. It's going to affect your heart. You hold on to it long enough, it'll jack your heart up. And Jesus said this, guard your heart because the issues of life flow out of it. You can't stay hurt long, man. You can't stay offended long. You got to train yourself. I didn't say it ain't real. I didn't say it ain't what people did or not wrong. But you can't stay hurt and you can't stay, you can't, you got to heal, man. And you better heal quick. Because I need to guard my heart. Create issues of life flowing out of it. If I get offended in my heart, the enemy will come steal that word. That's right. It's offense by design, guys. Yes. You understand that? Oh, you better believe it. The devil ain't stupid. He's slick. He's slick, man. He's trying to steal. So he's like, oh, you get offended, I can get in there and take that thing. How about this? Let, let, me, oh, let, me, let me get your heart hurt. You ever get your heart hurt? Yes. You know, in your soul, it hurts, man. Yes. I, it, it's by design, bro. Yeah, right. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Why? Because if my, if my, guard your, he said, guard, that, that's that whole proverb thing I read to you in the King James is, guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. Right. It reads easier here. Right. You got to guard your heart, man. I got to protect my heart. Hey, I ain't let you in. I ain't let, that's the thing too, some of you. Stop letting goofballs in there. Oh, let these idiots inside your heart like you letting people in. Come on in, it's open door. No, man. Nope. Check these jokers out. Make sure they're normal, man, before you let people in. Don't let them in. You know, what do they call them things? A revolving door? Whatever thing. You know, you go to those restaurants and they got that door. I used to try to trap the kids in there, you know, hold it when they go in there. Bang, they hit the thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, escalator thing, or revolving door. Don't go in that thing and let anybody come in your heart. Guard that thing. Let it in slow. Qualify. That's right. See what I'm saying? Oh, is this making sense? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because then you're offended and you're hurt and you're messed up and then the Bible shows up, you're mad at God. What you mad at God for? He didn't do nothing. Ain't that true though? We do that, right? We're mad at God. God, I'm mad. Usually I tell God, when I get mad at God, I give him my resume. I've been going to church, you know, I pastored a church, you know that? I told him that one time. I told God that, you believe how stupid I am? I told God I'm the pastor of the church. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I told him, I said, don't you know I'm the pastor of the church? Wow. Don't that get me some kind of pull up there for crying out loud? <laughs> Deal with all these people. Feel like punching half of them. Not you guys. Right. The morning, the morning guys. You know, I was like, come on, God, cut me a break, man. You know what I mean? Remember what you, you've been given, you know, given? Man, I've been given for 50 years, you think, right? I've been given, try to figure out, do the math in your head. I've been giving God, I've been giving a long time, man. I ain't cheap neither. I give you good. What's up with this? You don't do that sometimes? You know what I mean? You can get offended if you ain't careful. Don't even go there no more. You get good at this. You start, nah, nah, nah. I know what's going on. You're trying to get my heart jacked up, and I'm not going to let you get my heart jacked up. And you better start looking at people not like people because it ain't the people. It's the spirit behind the person, and they're trying to call drama in your life, and you need to know, oh, I know who you are. You're just the devil in disguise. Not to be mean, but you're the devil in disguise, and I'm not taking the bait, bro. I'm not getting jacked up. You understand that? That's good teaching right there. You better pay attention. Because you, I'm mad at the guy at work. No, the guy at work's got a devil. Hello? You understand that? They don't talk like this in church no more. Like, well, praise be to God. Do you think he's talking about the devil? Uh, I've never even heard about the devil. You think it's, yeah, and it's the devil, silly. Wake up. What do you mean? Well, the people got devils? Yeah, they got devils, man. They just ain't standing there with a pitchfork in their hand and horns at their head. Saying Halloween for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? There's spirits behind people. They're, they're, they're not, they're not, they're antichrist. You know, you see the earth? You see all that stuff you watching on the news? That's antichrist. You understand what that means? If Christ stands for it, they are against it. That's why they got an antichrist spirit. 
and you over there going, they're politicians, they're leaders of the day, they're devils in disguise, genius, wake up. You understand that? And then you want to stand there with this, all this crazy wacko stuff now, wackadoos, trying to come in here and teach these kids wacko theology, and they're whack, they got devils. And then they want to go in there and preach their devilish doctrine to the children. And then morons sit there and go, let's have a meeting. Now, this meeting's over as far as I'm concerned. You understand? This meeting's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. You clap if you want to clap. I'll get in a fight. I could care less. Because, look, I'll get in a fight anyway. we got to get in a fight because I can repent and God will forgive me. Listen, <laughs> I'm over it. No, bro. No, they stand there and go, well, you know, you need to. No, I don't need to do nothing. I don't need to be open-minded. I don't need to be thinking different. I don't need to think out of the box. I don't need to do jack. Yeah. I need to do nothing. You got to stand up against devils. And that's what they are. You hear what I just said? Did he just say, did he just call those people devils? Yeah, demonic, devils. They got devils. Yeah, and they don't like you because you're light, and darkness hates light. And when light shows up, darkness got to go. But they don't go without a fight. And the fight ain't with these. It's, yeah, sobreke elama. Yeah, yeah. Why you got to pray in tongues? So when you stand up there and they're looking at you like, what are you going to do? I'm ready to call down fire from heaven. That's what I'm going to do. I'm like, God, do your thing. Let's go. I've been waiting for this. Just, just singe them just a little bit. It'll be great. It'll be okay. No, you know what I'm saying, man? Stop this. Because you guys are allowing your heart to get affected by certain things. You cannot allow your heart to get affected by it because all it's doing is hurting you. Just, leave, just understand, I ain't letting you in here. This is sacred to me. I ain't letting everybody up in here. Yeah, you got to pre-qualify before you get in here. Guard your heart. The issues of life come out of it. You know what I'm saying. It sounds cute, but you get it, right? You got to be swift to hear because you ain't swift to hear. You're going to get in trouble. Here's a big one, right? Hebrews 5.11. Come on. We're going to go. I'm going to get you here, right? And the Amplified reads real good. You all right? You like this? Yes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's good for you, you know? Like, you got to stand your ground, man. I'm at work and they're telling me this. Tell work to shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tell them, no, nah, man. I ain't done put up with all this. No, you know what I'm saying? You can't talk like that. The kids get mad. Oh, my kids yell at me everywhere I go, at least once a week. Because I just say, that's goofy. Oh, the other day, I looked. this person was walking down the street. They looked like they came from Mars with all the stuff they had going on. I was like, what in the heaven is that? I was like, God bless you if you want to rock it. But the kids are like, Daddy. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. It's like, hey, it is what it is. God bless you. Knock yourself out. But don't, let, don't get mad at me if I stare at you. Look, if you look like a circus attraction and you're walking down the street and I look at you, give me a break, bro. That's why you did it anyway. You want attention. You got mine. Wow, that's pretty wild. I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I'm not against you. I'm not mad, but God Almighty, I'm just, yeah, what is, what is that? How'd you do that? I got questions. They need to be answered. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I got questions that got to be answered. And I, 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 okay, forgive me for staring. What do you want me to tell you? Next, look at this scripture. We got to go. We got to move on. Concerning this, we have much to say, which is hard to explain. You become dull in your spiritual hearing and sluggish, even slothful to achieve spiritual insight. Why do we get dull? See it? He's got a lot to say. We become dull in spiritual hearing and sluggish, even slothful, that's getting a little lazy, to achieve spiritual insight. Why was that? Look at verse 12. You know what's going on? For even though by this time you ought to be teaching others, you actually need someone to teach you again the first principles of God's word. 
Don't get, that's what he says, get off the milk and eat some meat. Here's what he's trying to say. Guys, you know what it is? Sometimes we get dull in the hearing. Yeah. Why? Because we checked out. Yes. We checked out. We come to church, we're checked out. We go read our Bible, we're checked out. We do stuff, we're checked out. We get a little checked out. Man, you know what? You got to get excited about this again and go, hey man, if I'm reading that book, that's God speaking to me right now. Amen. I got to go find me some treasure. That's like a treasure book. Yeah. I'm getting in there and I'm digging. I'm finding some word, right? But why do we get spiritually dull? We get weak. Why do we get weak? Because we don't maintain spirituality. It's your job to maintain your spirituality. Proverbs 15 says this, a weak man's spirit cannot carry him when bodily pain and trouble arise. But a strong man's spirit can. Who can bear a strong man's spirit? The God that stays strong. So a weak spirit cannot endure bodily pain or trouble. So if you get spirit, what happens if you don't eat and you get weak? Come on, guys. You get physically weak. You can't go run no marathon weak. You ever been, like, you get a cold or something, you're tired, man, you get up and walk around, man, woo, I'm looped, right? Come on, right? When you're physically weak, you can't what? Endure natural stuff. When you get spiritually weak, you cannot endure spiritual stuff. It's your job to do your spiritual maintenance. The word of God is life. They that find it, what? They're going to find what? Success. Come on. Jesus said, the words I speak to you, the spirit and life. He said, it's health to your flesh, health to your body. They're alive. Hey, you got to feed on the word. Amen. Right. That's why you go to church. Amen. You come in here and what? You feed on the word of God and you get strong and you can't get this on your own. I can do it from the house. No, you can't. I'm so aggravating. You ain't going to aggravate yourself like this. <laughs> no. Cut it out, man. My God, are you kidding me? You will not do this to yourself. Trust me. Come here. I have no problem doing it. I'm called. Right? Seriously. You got to get, come on, you see what I'm saying? You got to get these, I'm making you think outside a different realm. Go home and run with it, right? Now, look at this. Come on. But here's the thing. Don't get dull. So here's my question. How do I do it? This is what we got to know. This is cool, but how do I do it? So you're saying, okay, pay attention, stay connected, don't, don't, so how do I do it? Okay, this is cool, because you got to think about Mark chapter 4. He said this. He said, take heed. This is Jesus, man. Pay attention. He told them. They didn't understand the parable. He said, if you understand this parable, you understand the whole Bible. You understand this? You understand the whole Bible. So they didn't get it. He said, what are you talking about? He said, this is what I'm talking about. He said, every time you hear the word of God, what? He goes into parables of the soil. Then he ends it with this. He said, here's the thing. Take heed what you hear. For the measure you put on what you it's the measure it's going to come back to you. So wait a minute. Who determines the value of what you hear? You do. So somebody in this room, what you hear from the word of God is 5%. That's your return. Somebody in this room, I'm 100% and if God said it, I don't care if I got it. I'll, I'll make myself do it. See it? Now that means when you read walk in love, you don't, you don't go, oh, but you don't understand who you're asking me to walk in love with. <laughs> See, you know what God showed me? This is so good. I said, God, you are so stinking smart. I was like, you got us. I seen it, Billy. You know why I seen it? He said, he does not force you to spiritually grow. This is why people's opinion of church has no reflection upon really how God does it. He makes you do nothing but one thing, discover. He goes like this, I just want you to discover who I am. And then he starts spitting all the good stuff out. It's the goodness of God that leads a man to change. Watch this. He goes, oh, okay. Do you want to, you want to live well? Yeah. 
You want to prosper? Yeah. You want to have this? Yeah. Okay. Here's what the deal comes. Um, if you want to prosper, um, here's how you got to talk now. It forces you to spiritually grow. Now, what people do is go, eh, I think I want it, or eh, and then you go, well, I don't want it as bad as changing my mouth. And he's got you. Because it's the goodness. He said, oh, if you really want to grow, then to another level. So if you really want to prosper, you got to talk prosper. You really want to be well in body, you got to talk well in body. Now look at the spiritual growth. Now he's changing my mouth. Now he's changing my actions. Now he's changing who I hang out with. Now he's changing where I'm going. And he said nothing. The joker said nothing. Gee, he said nothing. He said, oh, you want it? And you go, yeah, I want it. He goes, okay. Now here's, if you want it, you can't talk like that, so you got to grow. And if you really want it, you can't hang out with those guys no more because they don't think like you think no more. Come on. And you can't really go there because they're not going to talk the language you talk. And you can't stay there long because next thing you know, you'll start talking like them. And now all of a sudden, I'm stuck in this spiritual growth vortex. And God said nothing about growing. He just told you how good he is. Showing me how good he is. So he said, do you want that level of prosper? Then you sow it. Now, 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 now I'm running around looking for seed. And now I don't want to say nothing different with my mouth than with my seed. Forcing me to grow. Now, uh, the doctor said one thing, but he said something different. So now I got to fight the fight of faith and say what God said and not what the doctor said. I'm growing. Then I'm married, got a beautiful wife, great family. But guess what he says? Oh, you really, you really want this? Well, this is how you got to treat her. Here's how you got to talk to her. Now the house is changing because you want harmony in your marriage and you want harmony in your house. And he's starting to go, well, you know what? You can't talk like that. Now my character's changing, and no matter how everybody else is performing, I got to speak a different way. Well, how bad do you want it? Yes, that's good. Oh, you still see what the problem is with a lot of you. I love you, but you still want your own opinion because uh-huh. you still got you left. Right. And then the person that has no opinion is the guy that's dead because I don't want what I want. I want what he wants because I don't want what I got. I want what he's got. Ooh, come on, somebody. Yes. So you got to want it bad enough, and then it forces you to change and you grow. Are you here yet? Yes. Are you with me? Yes. So now you're like. I want to prosper so bad, I don't want to talk broke, so now I got to put a, I, I got to do, I, I'm, I'm shutting up. I can't talk like, I can't talk, no, I can't say, I can't, you see it? Now I'm growing. And all you do is lift your hands in the air and go, oh, Jesus, help me. But he never said anything about do's and don'ts. See, religion said do this and don't do that. And religion said, you could do this and you could do that. And they stick commandments on the walls of do's and don'ts that Jesus don't even care about because he annihilated them once and for all. You know those things that we stick on walls? He stuck on a cross and forgot about forever. So I don't know why we live in this mess. And he goes, hey, here's the good life. That's all he does. Shows you his wallet. That's what God does. Shows you his wallet and says, come on. Shows you his heart and says, come on. Shows you the blessing and says, come on. Shows you the good life and says, come on. And you get out there and it's like, he didn't talk anything about correcting my behavior, but my behavior corrected itself because I'm chasing his promises. And that's the grace of God because he goes, no, I don't make you do nothing. I'll tell you how good I am. And then if you want it, you got to speak at the same level I speak out to have it. And now I've grown. By what? Not by force, but by choice. And that's why people stop their spiritual growth because they don't want it bad enough. I just live in status quo Christianity. I can't stay there, bro. Ain't, you got to go up. 
So here's how you do it. Okay, you with me? Number one, write this down. You gotta ask God for understanding. Look at Psalms 119.34. Come on. You gotta look at this. Quick, I'm gonna be done. Six minutes. I got six minutes and 39, 38. Come on, move. Come on. Pop it up there. Ready? Mom's doing a great job, right? I'm talking about you guys. Stay with me, because I can do it real quick. Ready? I like this one. Psalms 119.34. Give me an understanding heart so that I can passionately know and obey your truth. Give me an understanding heart so that I can what? Passionately know and obey the truth. What's he saying? Give, give me some heart understanding. You have, write this down. According to the depth of your understanding, God will answer your questions. So ask God for an understanding heart. That's your job. Remember he said that? He said that in James 1 and 5. He said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. God upbraideth not and gives it to every man liberally, whatever you ask. So here's a question. Do, does, help my heart understand. I need to just ask God for understanding. How many need some understanding in your business, in your marriage, in your house, with your kids, stuff, life? Just say, God, give me understanding. If you ask God questions, he'll give you answers. Everything that you want to know from God, you got to ask a question. You're one question away from your answer. Ask God questions all day long. I'm telling you, this is a secret of touching God's heart. I learned this a long time ago. I, I, start, I ask him questions. He does not answer all, immediately. Here's, let, me, let me show you this. You go in here and go, God, I need to know about this. I need to know about that. I need, and then, trust me, I know what I'm doing. This, I know what I'm doing. Go in there and start asking questions about everything you, you want to know. And then just chill. Don't expect an answer right away. He does not answer right away. He does not, you, and gives you to him sometimes. Because I don't know if it's us or whatever. Just ask questions. He'll give you the answers a day later, two days later, three days later. Somebody will say something, give you your answer. It's coming. But ask questions because you got to understand something. Your life with God is all about communication. You got to start the communication. Once you start the communication, he will respond. It's like playing checkers. He moved, now you move. Once you move, he'll move back. You got it? Write that down. You got to understand that, right? Ask God questions. Number two, here's a big one. You have to value what you hear. You have to value what you hear, right? Proverbs 8, 11. Just go right to that one in passion, please. Right? You got to value what you hear, man. Sooner or later, you got to go, hey, wait, stop. That's the word of God. You know what I mean? You have to understand the value of it. You have to elevate that, not just in, in what you hear, but in your mind. Like, that's God speaking to me, man. And then don't look at other people you know to be doing it. And it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody thinks like me. Welcome to our club. You know what I mean? It's like, they don't, they don't think like that. Yeah, that's why you got to change the people you hang with because a lot of people don't think like you think, and then we think like in outer space compared to the people we used to hang out with. Like, you're going to get up and go to church. They thought I was going, I told them, I said, I'm going to Bible school. They thought I was going to be a barber, bro. <laughs> They're like, you're going to be a barber? I was like, no, dingy, I'm going to Bible school. They're like, what? Nobody, yeah, they thought I was crazy. They're like, you ain't, you're going to go, what? I said, yeah, I know, tell me about it. You know, like, you can't hang with that kind of mentality for long. You got to get around people who think like you. Not trying to be mean, because we speak the same language. You get around people outside of this, they don't know what you're talking. You sound like an alien, man. You know, like, I went to church, and church, you know, they're looking at you like, well, church? God? Why don't you start going to God? You know, now, now you go to God all the time. I'm just telling you, guys, if you're going to change your environment, you got to change, you change your influence, you have to change your environment. There's no way around it. There's no way around it, man. Otherwise, it's just the way it is, right? Boom, why is that? Because number three, you have to protect what you hear. You gotta guard it. Write that down. 
right? Did you see that? You all, you want to see 811? I'm sorry, right? Wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewel. Nothing you can wish for can equal her. Did you get that? Everybody see that? Wisdom is the word. You can't, it's, it's priceless, man. It's the most valuable thing in the earth, right? Write, write this down, number three. You have to protect what you hear. You got to guard it. Proverbs 7, 2. You got to guard what you hear. How many of you would put a, put a seed in the ground and then take out a pressure washer and water it? <laughs> right? Can you imagine? Don't even take a pressure washer. Take a hose, right? You put it in the ground. Oh, this is going to be great, kids. We're going to be growing some seeds. <laughs> Blow the thing right out of the water. You got a seed, you got to guard it, you got to protect it, you got to keep it, you got to make sure, hey, no, I got, I'm guarding what I got in my heart. You can't just water this thing, blast it. Look what it says right here. You got to see this, right? If you do what I say, you will live well. Guard your life with my revelation truth, for my teaching is so precious as your eyesight. See that? Isn't that, on? Isn't that good? He's like looking like, hey, bro. You can see the future if you hold on to this seed. You can see where you're going if you hold on to this seed. You can see vision if you hold on to the seed. But if you just let this stuff go like it's nothing, what? If you do what I say, you'll live a guarded. Look what it says next verse. Treasure my instruction and cherish them within your heart. That's the word, man. Leave it in there. Don't let nothing get it out. Don't let nothing pry that out of you. Okay, and here's the last one, number four. Does that make sense, though, about guarding it? You know, when you hear it, you're like, then you get a challenge at it. Don't let it go. Look at number four. How do I know? Now, this is the, this is the, like the, the test. How do I know for sure that I am really, really, really growing in this? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, how do I know I've valued the word of God in my heart? Okay, now this is the test. Everybody ready? Say, this is a test. This is a test from Pastor Chris. Remember when you were a kid, that thing used to come on the TV? It was so annoying. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. Remember that? Am I dating myself now? People are like, what are you talking about? That's back in the day. No, it wasn't, right? They used to do the test on the TV. It used to bother you. You'd be watching cartoons or something, and next thing you know, the test come on. You're mad. Like, go back to cartoons. Why do they got to test now? Do that when the soap operas are on, right? Come on. Okay, now here's the key. Now everybody pay attention. Give me two minutes. Ready? How do I value what I've... How do I know if I valued what I heard? You watch your mouth. You show me your mouth, I'll show you what you value. What do you mean? Well, if you valued what you heard, you just can't talk any old way. So you could say you're valuing God's word, but you show me where your, where your words are and you show me where your actions go, I'll show you how much you value it or not. Now, I'm not picking on you. I'm just telling you how to evaluate it. You got to go home and do the monitoring yourself. That ain't my business. But you say, well, you know, Pastor Griffiths, I value the word of God. Okay, you still talking broke? How about this one? We can't afford, you better hush your mouth. Stop it. I'm just showing you how it works. You can't be talking sick. Not if you got, by his stripes, you're healed. You can't be talking. You better shut up about divorce. I'll smack it out of your mouth. Now, look, if people been through it, it ain't that big a deal, but you got to hear me, man. This next relationship, you got to win. Come on, man. Ain't no divorce up in this house. Stop talking like a fool. I'm saying it? We don't talk like this. This is a house of love. If God put it together, no man will put it asunder. We'll work it out. 
Now listen, I understand there's situations and circumstances, but hear me, man. You can't be talking like that up in this house. Can't, not if you value what? The word of God. Can't be talking this, can't be talking lack, can't be talking sick, can't be talking, well, how do I know? Can't be talking this, can't be saying that, can't be, uh, let, Ephesians 4, 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to use edification, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. Is my words going to minister grace about your life? Otherwise, I maybe shouldn't be saying them. But I got it, the word buried in, but do you now? Do you now? Let me see your mouth. It's the revealer of what's in the heart. And out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. I'm just playing. No, you're just revealing. Oh, I'm just joking. No, yeah, you're just, you're just telling me really where you're at. Now, I'm not, I'm not critiquing you, nor am I being, you know, ugly. I'm just trying to tell you how you find it. And then when you find it, you realize, hmm, maybe I need to be just a little bit more of maybe a word-walking person. And then you do this, say, well, that's what I only, I only say what God said. Now, watch this. If you want real power and authority in the earth, you only say what God said. And you only, if you really want to go to another level, you only do what God told you to do. And now you're starting to grow in a place that most people don't venture into because it takes a little bit of work. But it ain't a lot of work because you're doing the work anyway. You might as well do it right. Solomon comes to God. I love this, right? And this is what I love. Solomon came to God one day, and he said this. He said, what do you want? I'll give you anything you want. God really came to Solomon and said, what do you want? I'll give you whatever you want. You can have everything. He said, I just want you to give me a listening heart. Wow. Yeah. That's all he really wanted. You want to see it? You got a minute. He said this in, in 1 Kings you got a minute. Next week, you got to let me go by now. But 1 Kings 3, 5. I mean, it got it. It's good. I give you a lot of word in this place. There's a lot of word. A lot of people get tired in here, man. It's like 50 minutes to just go for it. I'd stay here three days, though, because I'm so shot out. You know what I mean? I'm all, because it ain't something I'm doing for a job. It's something I live for a life. So there's a difference for me. It's like I could stay here all day, but I'll wear you out. Look at 1 Kings 3 and 5. Look at this. The night. There was a first king, yeah, mom, you're doing so good today. I shifted all over the place. First Kings 3, 5 message. It says, that night there in Gibeon, God appeared in Solomon in a dream and said, what can I give you? He asked him. Go on down to verse 9. He said, here's what I want. Give me a God listening heart. It's in the uh, message. That's why you got it in King James. It's okay. He says, what do you want? He said, I want you to give me a God-listening heart so I can lead your people well, discerning the difference between good and evil. For who on their own is capable of leading your glorious people? And God told him, because you asked me for that, that's what he said. That's what he said. He said, just give me a heart to lead the people. He said, just because of that, I'll give you everything you want. That's what he wanted. He said, I want to be able to have a heart that can hear you. Make that your prayer today. Come on, close your eyes right there. Right? Just close your eyes right there. Just, just ask God. I feel the spirit of God. Let's ask him. You know what I mean? You just ask him. Say, God, give me a God-listening heart. That's what I want. They got to truly want it. You know, just give me a God. I want a God-listening heart. That's what I want. I want a heart that can hear you on every matter, on growing me, doing it. Just say, God. Just like Solomon, I want a God-listening heart. I want to be able to hear you in my spirit 
so I can make the changes. I can make the adjustments. I can be led. I can, I can make the right decisions. I can just tell them in your own words so I can live. I can overpower some of these things I need victory in. I can make this. I can do this. I can do that. I can achieve dreams. I can have goals. I can, I can do my thing. Just ask God. Just say, God, give me a God listening heart. And I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for each and every person, Father, at the sound of my voice. I thank you that not only are you give them the God listening heart, you give them the ability to hear and to see and to know greater than ever before. And I thank you, Father, for change and transformation taking place in their life like never before. And thank you, Lord, for letting them hear heaven like they never heard it before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. Just keep you your can stay right bowed. there. Pastor Liz got you. Keep your eyes closed for just a minute. You know, today I have eternity on my mind. This week, the last few days especially, Oh, there we go. I've been, I've been compelled about the thought of eternity because eternity is a really long time. See, what we live on this earth, it says it's just a vapor. But I have a question for you today. Normally when I stand up here every week and I talk about making Jesus the Lord of your life, I don't, I usually talk about here on earth why it's beneficial But I feel that God has compelled me to ask you a question this morning. And that question is this. If today was the last day you were here on earth, would you be in paradise with him? If something were to happen today, do you know that you would be in heaven with him? See, here on this earth, God sent his only son to die for you. And if you were the last person standing on earth today, he still would have sent Jesus who was beaten, who was bruised, who was killed for you as an exchange. And he did that so that you could have everlasting life, so you could spend eternity with him. But he also did it so that here on this earth, you would have someone to walk alongside you when difficult things happen. You would have someone who would never leave you and never forsake you. You will have someone who can answer every question you have. And today, everyone's head is bowed. Every eye is closed. No one is looking around. But I want to ask you today, if you ask yourself that question, where would I spend eternity? And the answer is not in heaven with Jesus. I want to compel you this morning to just raise your hand and say, that's me this morning. And say, today I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If you say, I want to serve him. Maybe you say, I've prayed that, I've prayed that prayer before. But I haven't been living my life for him. Today is your day. This is your moment. This is the greatest decision you could ever make. If you'll just raise your hand right now and say, that's me. I want to serve Jesus. I want him to be my Lord. I want him to be my Savior. Thank you. Thank you. That's the best decision you could ever make. I could weep right now because the gravity of the situation is that the harvest is plentiful. And maybe you say, I'm already saved. We're all going to pray together in a minute. But I want to compel you. There's people that you encounter every day who need Jesus, who need the power of God in their lives, who need to know that they're going to spend eternity with him. Hell is real busy trying to make converts. We have to be equally as busy and even more so to grasp people out of the grip of hell and say, no, you're coming to heaven with me. I want to see you with me one day. 
I just want us all to pray together right now. If you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't raise your hand because you, you, you said, I just don't want to raise my hand, but maybe in your heart you're being compelled right now. The Bible says two things. It says if you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, and if you confess with your mouth that he is Lord, then you will be saved. So right now, let's all of us just say together, say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins. And right now, in this moment, I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I ask you right now to come into my heart, to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and be my Savior from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said amen and amen. Come on and just rejoice for a minute. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.